So uh, how many of you know, um, don't take this the wrong way, God is into partying way more than you are. Yeah, I know. He actually is. And uh, it, when you study the nation of Israel, uh, and they were called to party a lot. Uh, it's actually quite incredible. Do you know that they have lots of holidays in the nation of Israel? And they're holy days. That's what a holiday is. I don't know if you knew that. How many of you knew that? That your holidays are holy days. They're meant to be holy. Do you know that the Jews actually have a holy day every single week? The holiest day in the Jewish calendar is called the Sabbath day. And it's actually their, their most important holy day. And God says, you guys need a break every week. You need to party every week. It's so important because I think we get off track and we don't party enough. We don't celebrate enough. Pastor, where are you going with the sermon? Because you're freaking me out a little bit. Um, I'm just going to tell you a couple of scriptures that, that kind of encourage you to party. Listen to this. Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. How are we to start when we approach God? Hoorah, hoo, hoorah, hoo, here to worship you, hoorah, hoo. Come on, people. This is holy day. This is a holiday. This is time to praise God. Listen to Psalm 23. Okay, even if you're going through a difficult time, even if you're going through, I mean, listen how difficult this guy was going through. This is King David. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, the valley of the shadow of death hanging over me, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. I remember I was meditating on that psalm one day, and I, and I really felt the Lord gave me a picture. And it was kind of an interesting picture, because I'm in this, like, I'm in this field and bombs are going off everywhere, explosion, there's war all around me, and I'm freaking out, and I'm looking all around, and I'm looking for the Lord, where are you, God? You're supposed to be with me no matter what I'm going through, and all of a sudden, I see God, and he's at a table, and I'm not talking like a little table like this, I'm talking a table the length of this hall, and, and it's like it's covered with all kinds of goodies and food and amazing stuff, and he's just like, he's just looking at me, he's not even paying attention to all the explosions and all the stuff that's going on, he's like, Greg, do you want a slice of roast beef? Do you know how calm God is when all our world is going crazy? Do you know you can look to him and you can celebrate him and you can party with him? He wants you to know that you can anchor your life to him. That's really what he's saying in that psalm. You know, it's interesting. In the book of Nehemiah, they were called back to Israel out of captivity. They were in slavery in Babylon. They were called back out of captivity. And, they, and they, when they came there, the walls of the, of the city were down. That means any an enemy could enter in. But the temple of the Lord was destroyed. And so they went on this building project. Kind of sounds familiar to us. And all they did was rebuild the wall around the city. It took them 52 days. But you know what? The temple was still destroyed. All kinds of rubble. All kinds of problems still. But listen to what they were called to do after they had done this one task of rebuilding the wall. Look at this. Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and the teacher of the law, and the Levites who instructed the people said to them all, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep, for all the people had began to weep as they listened to the words of the law. Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drink and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy 
of the Lord is your strength. And I, I think we need to start capturing the spirit of God again, the spirit of party, the spirit of holy days, the spirit of saying God is into us saying, Yahoo God, you're doing awesome. Even though the world's shaking around us, even though things may not be perfect in your life, I'm telling you that you can hang on to a God and you can say, God, I'm going to praise you and God, I'm going to trust you and God, I'm going to celebrate you. That's part of why we're called to party. Amen. Now listen, that's pretty good. I got 18 clapping now. I'm going to go for 42. Here we go. I'm into multiplication. Forget addition. Multiplication. We're going all the way up. God celebrates, listen to me, God celebrates progress. Religion celebrates perfection. And because we never really reach perfection, we never really celebrate. We're on the wrong side of the equation, you guys we got to get back with God and say, God, you know why are you partying? Because you used to be an F minus, Greg. You were so bad. You dropped laundry racks on your face. Do you remember that? But now you're a D. I'm still failing. But God says celebrate. Celebrate that you moved up. Celebrate that you're not an F minus anymore. Celebrate even though you don't have it all together. So that's why we're here today, guys. We're here to party with Jesus and with one another. And I'm going to give you three quick reasons why we're going to party. You're going to watch a few videos, so don't fall asleep when you do. Just warn you, but we're going to party. But let's pray first. Father, help us to party. Lord, right now there are turkeys that have given their lives for us. <laughs> and God, we need to just be thankful, thankful, thankful that uh, they're cooking up a storm in there. And uh, you're so good to us, Lord. So I pray that we will remember you today, we'll party with you today and with one another because you're worthy of our celebration and our praise, Lord. So God, help us. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to receive and respond to you today. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. amen. Okay, okay, hey, hey, here we go. Here we're going to move through this. Ready? Number one, number one reason why you should party. Here we go. Unto us a son is given. Well, let's read about it, why that's important. I want you to hear the language of this text as I go through it in Isaiah chapter 9. It says this, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. For those who lived in the land of deep shadows, light, sunbursts of light. You repopulated the nations, you expanded its joy. Oh, they're so glad in your presence. Festival joy. The joy of a celebration, sharing rich gifts and warm greetings. Sounds like a party. Why? For us, a child has been born. The gift of a son for us. He'll take over the running of the world. His names will be amazing counselor, strong God, eternal father, prince of wholeness. His ruling authority will grow and there will be no limits to the wholeness that he brings. Yeah, amen. That's kind of... Okay, come on. I need 18 more people clapping right now. Let's go. Amen. You're doing well. Yeah, okay. It's a party scripture. It's a party scripture. I mean, think about it. He's the counselor, guys. 
Uh, he's the counselor. When you got nobody to talk to and nobody knows what you're going through, because, you know, sometimes we go through things in our life when uh, no one else can really connect to what we're going through. How many of you know God can connect to what you're going through? Do you know the greatest and deepest and most incredible relationship that you can possibly have on planet Earth is with God? You know, God in the Old Testament, we didn't understand him. He was kind of the ethereal, out there God. We're like, who are you? And then he started to come closer, and we got a picture of him in Jesus. And he said, you know, if you've seen, you've seen me, you've seen my father. That's what Jesus said. And so we began to understand God more, like God's actually amazing. God's awesome. God's for me and not against me. But then you know what he did? He actually said, it's a good thing. Jesus said, it's a good thing I'm going away, because if I go away, I will send my counselor, my comforter, to be in you. Do you know that? That's amazing because God has now moved from the ethereal to the personal relationship with Jesus, now to the inner personal relationship with you. That you can have this relationship with God that goes deeper than any other relationship you could possibly imagine. Wow. That's, that's amazing. That's what it means that he is the counselor. You know, I love that word comforter as well. He, it, it means he's, he's one who stands with you strong to defend you. Do you know God defends you against the enemy? But you know who God defends you against the most? Guess. Yourself. You beat yourself up way too much. And God's like, what are you doing? Is that helping? Are you feeling any better? No. God's like, come on now, turn to Jesus. Stop looking at yourself for the solution. Stop looking at the spouse for the solution. Stop looking at the government for the solution for the love of God. Okay, we're just going to move on from that one. Here we go. He's a strong God. He's a strong God. So the counselor talks with you. The strong God walks with you. Aren't you glad that you have a strong God that is walking with you? That's a good thing, you guys. A strong God who walks with you. He is not weak. When he bears his right arm, he is able to save you know, I don't know about you, but it's an amazing thing. Whenever you're going through a hard time and you turn to God, has anybody ever experienced God that gives a peace that doesn't make sense? Isn't that great to have a God that just can move into your situation and give you a peace that does not make sense in your situation? You know, a lot of times God doesn't fix your problem. But he lets you know that he's with you in the midst of the problem. And that's what he's promised. In this life, you're going to have trouble. You never see that on a fridge magnet. I've never seen that on a bumper stinker. In this life, you will have problems. No. <laughs> but you will. But he said, I'll never leave you. He's a strong God. He walks with you. The counselor talks with you. The strong God walks with you. And then the eternal father, he, he holds you. He's the God who holds you both now and forevermore. How many of you know, should the Lord tarry and should you keep going? How many have figured out that one day you're going to face that, that reality of eternity in your life? It may not be tomorrow. It may be the next week. It may be a month or a year or 10 years or 100 years from now for some of you. But how many know God is with you through every step of the way? He holds you through it all. He's going to invite you into eternity. My wife and I were looking at a poster the other day. It was unbelievably awesome. It's called My First Day in Heaven. Google it. It's this picture of this woman you cannot see and describe. If you saw my Facebook, I posted on my Facebook. I see John's waving at me going, yeah, I posted on your Facebook. It's this undescribable joy on the face of this woman 
who is hugging Jesus. And you can just see that every fear, every doubt, every sorrow, every sadness, everything is gone and all that is present is joy. That is what awaits you for those who know this everlasting father, you guys. He's with you now. He holds you now and he holds you in eternity. That's who he is. That's what he does. And he's the prince of wholeness. That's pretty good. You know what that means? He's with you all the way through. He changes you. The prince of wholeness. Not only is he holding you, not only is he with you, not only is he walking with you, not only is he talking with you, but he's changing you. That's good news for me. That's good news for you. That God is going to stay with you through the whole thing. He's the prince of wholeness. He's going to complete the work that he started. How many of you know you have a party and it's a time to celebrate this incredible relationship with this incredible God? This is Christmas, you guys. Amen? Can I get 52 people to clap now? Amen. That was 100. That, whoa, whoa, we're, we're, we're moving in multiplication now. Unto us a child is given, therefore party. That, I just summarized chapter 9 of Isaiah. You don't have to read it now. There it is. Okay, here's the second reason I'm telling you we need to party today. Here it is. Unto you a church is given. How many of you know we got given a church? Just show us the first picture. Remember that snowy day? Okay, I'm going to tell you, just keep that picture up for a minute. It was two years ago on this day that we told you we've been given a church building. It was after a 52-day fast that this church did. Do you remember that two years ago? Two years ago, we did a 52-day fast to rebuild the broken walls, and then we, we stood up here. None of you had a clue this was happening. The leadership was working behind the scenes to say, is it even worth to take this building? Should we even do this? And once we cranked all the numbers, we said, you know what? It's like a million-dollar gift from God. A million. Happy, Merry Christmas. Do you want a party? Here's a million bucks. So, so that was, you know, and like every good kid, you know what we did? We wrecked the toy that God gave us. So we moved, from, we moved from getting this great gift to the next thing. We began to destroy the gift. Let's take a look at a few pictures. There's the happiest guy wrecking the new church building. That's too big of a smile. He's tearing down drywall. The next picture is there's the walls of the church being torn out. And let's look at the next one. Oh, another, some more happy people wrecking stuff with hard hats on. And one more, I think. Yep, there's no more walls left in the sanctuary. Last one is the picture of all the wreckers. Yep. What's that new movie out right now? Somebody wrecks the internet? Ralph the Wrecker. There we go. Ralph wrecks the internet. That's your new names. I baptize you. I call you Ralph the Wreckers. And we destroyed the church. Do you remember that? That was my part. I was really good at that part. Don't ask me to build walls, but I can tear them down. I had so much fun with the sledgehammer that day. I can't even, I, it just brings me warm memories. And uh, so, so now that, do you understand? God gave us this building. We had to, you know, deconstruct it. Now I want you to watch, and you're going to watch for about 10 minutes. Can you hang in there and not fall asleep? You're going to watch a series of videos now. I cut one out. I could have long, went longer, but I cut one out. I want you to watch a series of videos now of how far we have come in the last year since we destroyed the church. Here we go. 
You know, sometimes we get stuck in the end goal, and we don't celebrate the progress. We don't celebrate what God has done, you guys. This is amazing. In one year, God has put this church back together, which was crazy. This was crazy. We cut a church in four pieces and moved it across farmer's fields. Anybody, like, this is... Thank you. Thank you. That is crazy. I know that. Amen. Thank you for that affirmation of craziness. Guys, I don't know how many... Now, Jim, you'll tell us this. Grab a microphone there. Uh, I think we've built 42 bridges. Is that right, Rick? 42 bridges we had to build. We had to build 42 bridges as we went across that farmer's field. Because every time we went over a pipeline, we actually had to build a bridge over it. So they would build a bridge, move it, take it apart, move it in front of the building, and rebuild the bridge again. 42 times they had to do that. This was an unbelievable feat, guys. What we've accomplished is amazing, and we need to celebrate. Even though we're saying we haven't seen it finished yet, neither did the Israelites. But they celebrated all the way along. Jim, tell us what's happening and what's going on. Hello? Do you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you're good. 42 bridges. I know. You know why we had to build 42 bridges? There's not 42 ditches, is there? No. Nope. No. The reason is because there's pipelines in the ground. Some of them were dead. There was nothing in them, but we still had to build bridges over them. So all this stuff was thrown at us, but that's a whole other story. Amen. We bridged that one already. <laughs> Come on. Amen, brother. We anyway, what I would like to say to you guys is I really want to offer my thanks to everybody. You know, if it wasn't for people doing things in this church, whereas serving, uh, giving money, uh, helping with their time, this church wouldn't exist. And what I really want to do is I want to thank you. I want to thank the people that have donated. I want to thank the people that have given their time, their effort to, uh, to work on the site. I want to thank the contractors who are on the site. You know, there's people's lives being changed out there. Yeah. People don't know God, and they're meeting God now <laughs> at that building. Do you know that there was farmer's fields we crossed? A lot of those farmers were good Catholics. They might sway our way. <laughs> you never know. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Um, the, uh, we also have somebody in our church who has lent us money to move this far. Yeah. There's people that are doing wonderful things for us. Um, there, um, where we are right now is we're trying to uh, get the best deal we can for our mortgage. Um, we've been approved by a bank. Come on. The, but we think we can do better. Yeah. Because this is a long-term relationship that we're going to have. And we want to get the most out of them that we can. Okay? <laughs> because fundraising is tough. Yeah. So once we get this money, we can then go ahead full. And that's what we're looking for. So that's, that's where we're putting a lot of our effort right now is to deal with lenders. Okay? Um, what I'd like... Just to talk about a little bit about what's left. You know, I couldn't believe when Pastor Greg said two years. Two years. I said to my table, that can't be right. It can't be two years. It's got to be a year. But then I seen the videos. Do you know how much work we did in that year? Like, from my point of view, it doesn't look like we did very much because we're so involved in it. But the point is, we did a lot of work. Yeah. There was a lot of work done on that church. 75 feet was added to the existing church. There was a basement put underneath. We over-doubled the square footage of that church. 
So yes, we bit off a bigger chunk than we would have if we would just move the building and set it up as it was. But you know what? We needed it. We need it for our church. We need it for our school. We need it for the people of this area. So what's left? Uh, we have window wells to finish up. We have backfilling. Do you realize that that wall had to be straightened that was bent by the frost in June? Can you believe that? That there's frost in the ground in June and as soon as water touches it, it moves 10 inches of concrete walls? You know, I teach at Nate and I teach uh, force area pressure. Just do a quick calculation and you'll see it doesn't take much pressure. So that was done and it was surprisingly easy to move back. But that set us back. We had to dig up all along the walls. We had to take all the dirt out that we had put in there. It's rework. It's not a good way to do business, but it had to happen. Yep. Um, so we, we will have it, hopefully we'll have the backfill and the gravel back in by the end of next week, or this week, sorry. Um, and then we have eaves troughs to go on. We have heat in the basement. We have two furnaces that are running. So we've got heat in there. And then we are ready to start construction. We just got to finish our mortgage up. So that's where we are. And I, again, want to thank you guys for, uh, for helping us in, in any way you can, whether it be financial, whether it be just helping out in the church, committing your time. It all works out in the end. Amen. Let's pray for Jim here and the team one more time. Let's pray before he goes, and then we'll give him a hand after we pray, okay? You know, one thing, I never thought that a building move would actually bring tears to my eyes, but Come it on. does. Amen, brother. Hang on. <laughs> and there's a, there's a whole team with me. There's a whole team. I can't forget them, okay? Amen. Especially Rick, who's doing such an awesome job for us. He is. Give Rick a hand, too. So, Father, we just celebrate you right now. Because you're going to finish this job. We're part of it, and we're in the midst of it, and sometimes we can lose sight that you're going to be done. One day, Lord, we will be having our Christmas dinner in the new church very soon. And so, God, we say thank you. And, God, we say thank you, thank you, thank you. Because, Lord, you know what's coming tomorrow, and you've already made a way. Lord, I pray that you dispatch your angels. I pray that your provision will be strong. I pray that uh, your grace will abound. I pray the strength of heaven to flood the entire building committee team and this church family. Help us to celebrate every step of victory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> Unto us, a son is given. Unto us, a building is given. It's time for a party. Here's the third thing. Unto us, a ministry is given. Most of you missed the annual meeting because we had wicked snowstorm that day. And uh, I'm just going to celebrate a few of the things that we celebrated already at the annual meeting. So for those of you that were already there, you just say, amen, amen, amen. And uh, you're going to party along with us. But I want to start by just saying thank you to somebody that we didn't get to thank at the annual meeting because the snowstorm kept them away. So Joel and Rogelle Hemshu, why don't you two stand to your feet right now? I'll tell you why you give them a hand. Hang on. Get, okay, I'll, I'll let you sit down because I know this is really hard for you, Rogelle, and... and, and uh, Thank you for doing that. Joel has been serving as a deacon in our church for the last four years. Is that right? Four? Four years. And uh, little did he know when he said yes to this of how desperately we would need him. 
when we, our church burnt to the ground, and then we had a flood, and then, do you know what Joel does? He's an insurance adjuster specialist guy. That's, that's the long title. It's, it's a shorter firm. Uh, you, under, you know, it was amazing to have Joel on the board at that time to be able to say, you know, we, we need to go this way. We need to get our insurance changed here. We need to do this. He handled an epic amount of work. And at the same time, the school was uh, going through some transitions and some challenges. So Joel was a champion for us. Can you just honor this family, that sacrifice for the last four years? There, uh, if you haven't figured out, Joel has stepped down from the board. So that was an, uh, going to be announced at the annual meeting, but we announced it today, so now you know. So apparently he has a lot more time on his hands, and he doesn't know what to do with it. So call him and ask him about insurance problems. <laughs> Just kidding. He's very busy. God bless him. Okay, unto us a ministry is given. I, I, on, your, on your table, there's little booklets. And this is a booklet that Pastor Rick did a great job putting together for our annual meeting. And you, there, you're going to have to share them. There's only a couple per table. Um, but there's all kinds of information in here. And I want you to, to, to flip through it, maybe share with the person next to you. It's just an amazing thing that was done. So we celebrate the fact that how many of you know we had many people that uh, basically were baptized and, and made a commitment to the Lord in the last, couple, last year. Amen. So that's what we want to celebrate there. You can turn to that page. And uh, Willie, the guy that's taking... Willie, are you here today? Willie, you're awesome. Willie's Willie's getting baptized there. He does our custodian work for us. You know, Willie has three jobs, and he just fits in the church, and he does that work. He's amazing. And uh, on this page, I want to draw your attention to this kind of the middle of the book. It says, one church, four locations. How many of you know we have four locations now? You think, oh, I didn't hear about the fourth one. There's four. Let me tell you what they are. Number one, I'm going to tell you about Mournville. Uh, how many are, know you're in Mournville right now? And this is, our, this is one of our locations. And I want to tell you one of the stories, and you can read about it. Sam, his story is there under Mournville. And Sam, are you here? Where are you? Wave at us, Sam. Oh, right there. Awesome. So Sam, uh, you know, his story's in there really about him coming to the youth group and then uh, really making a connection here. And then his mom and dad started to watch his life change. Isn't that kind of cool? Coming to our youth group. And then they started coming to the church. So, you know, his dad's name's Bob. You, I can't ask Bob to say wave at you because... Oh, there he is. There's Bob. Okay. <laughs> Bob's right there. So you know what Bob does? Bob is a chef in the military. And he trains chefs. And so he said, I can put off, pull off this... Christmas dinner for you. He brought one of his other uh, co-chefs with him. So let's give them a hand. Isn't that amazing? And, and the fact that they're there means they're almost ready to go. You're almost ready. Okay, good. I, that means I can keep preaching for another five minutes. Good. Okay, so that's Mournville. And then your second site is in Rochester. And you can read about the story. I think it's Jennifer's stories in there about Rochester. And just really how she found home. How she came out of addictions and brokenness in her family. And through coming through and Pastor Candace in our Rochester site. And they're, they're amazing. You know, they're a mega church. Uh, you know, statistics say if a church exceeds 4% of their community... They're actually a mega church in terms of influence. They're almost at 6% of their community goes to their church. They, they are like the biggest church in Canada is in Rochester, Alberta. 
Amen? I'll tell you, you know, Candace is amazing. Uh, they've been, had some health issues with their daughter this year, and they are just pressing on. They're praying. They're believing God. You know, pray for, for little Sadie. We want to see her delivered from uh, the sickness she's been facing and that family. They're just troopers, amazing people of God that are in Rochester. In Bon Accord, Pastor Maddie and uh, Ashley are doing an amazing job there as well. You know, Pastor Maddie started a youth group last year, and now that youth is up to almost 50, I think 30 kids were there the other day. 30 kids came out to the youth group that was started, uh, and, and Josh, our intern, is working there. Mitch, our intern, is working here with our youth. But isn't that amazing? You know, one of the youth said to Maddie the other day, he said, uh, you know, I really like coming here, and thank you for what you're doing. He said, I, I just don't understand. Why do you guys have a sword on the wall? And Maddie's like, what are you talking about, a sword on the wall? And he points, and he says, the sword. He was looking at the cross. He had no idea. He had no concept of the cross. That's why we're doing what we're doing, church. Amen? To tell people the hope, and Pastor Maddie got to share the hope of the gospel with him. Well, that's one location, that's two locations, that's three locations. You say there's a fourth location. You know your fourth location is called Higher Grounds. You know, we as a church family got involved and we took over the coffee shop in town, the, the coffee shop, the local coffee shop. You know that that coffee shop is, it's, it's a non-profit coffee shop? That Pastor Liz is running that and doing an amazing job. And you know that since we've taken over, do you know how much money the coffee shop has put back into the community because all the profit goes back into the community? They've given away over $6,500 this last year. $6,500 into first responders, $6,500 went into uh, military families, they, they just sent care packages away to all the deployed soldiers that we could find out that were deployed and to their families here, they sent a care package. You know we did a, a Thanksgiving dinner that had 150 people from our community attend, that Higher Grounds put, put that together and working in co conjunction. You know the town, check this out church, the town recognizing the work that Higher Grounds is doing has given us $1,000 to feed people who cannot afford to eat. <laughs> Guys, that, that is a party thing. The town is saying, church, can you do something with this? Yep. Yeah, we got a great team. You know, we had over 30 volunteers at, that, at Higher Grounds. Many of them are from this church family. God bless you for what you're doing at Higher Grounds. That's our fourth location. It's not making any money. It's just giving everything away. It's crazy location. <laughs> crazy, amazing work that they're doing. So many good things. And by the way, they're having a Christmas meal. If you have nowhere to go at Christmas, on Christmas Day... Our assistant manager, Kim, and her family are pulling off a Christmas meal. I think there's going to be enough probably to feed 50 or 75 people. Is that right? Is Liz here? No? She's sick. Well, it's, it's something like that, isn't it? 75 people. It's like whoever many show up, we will feed. Isn't that amazing that you're part of that church? Yeah. Amen? So God is doing great things. Now, I want to tell you, yesterday I was at the Mighty Explorers, and Mighty Explorers are kids' ministry, and they had a play last night. And it was awesome. Uh, all I know is that Samuel uh, is the new baritone bass of our church. <laughs> this kid was reading scripture. And he's like, this is what the Lord says. It's like, he's like six. 
No, he's like nine. But uh, he was awesome. And all the kids did such an amazing job. You missed a great play. And I don't know if we have pictures of that sometime, but we'll, we'll try and bring them up and just show you. They were called the CI, CIK. Right. Kids in Christmas. That's what it was. Thank you. I knew it was a Christmas play. That's what it was. Amen. Listen, I, I, I was just impressed. I remembered CI something. There we go. Our giving last year, you can go through this booklet more and more yourself. You can find out about Mighty Explorers, 100 and some youth attending, Heritage Nights, care groups, young adults, Mums Morning Out, by the way, phenomenal Mums Morning Out happening every Wednesday. It's really hard for me to work because all the kids are in, in there having fun and I want to go down and join them, but I don't. And uh, look at how much money this church gave last year. Here it is. It's kind of this really colorful, nice page. One million, no, sorry, two million, one million, two hundred and fifty-three thousand, nine hundred and twenty-four and fifty-one cents. One million, two hundred and fifty-three thousand, nine hundred and twenty-four dollars and fifty-one cents. Isn't that amazing? Guys, there's lots to celebrate. So you can take this book and you can read it and you can say, wow, 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 wow. And I just, I don't know if that was a Freudian slip. I said 2 million, but next year maybe, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> Could be 2 million. I'm believing that one of you is going to give a million. There we go. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And uh, maybe, you know, if we all add it together, it'll come up more and more. And God is so good. Over the last several years, this church has given well over a million dollars for the last seven years, every single year toward the ministry work of this church. And uh, all the things are laid out there. That's worth celebrating. Let's give the Lord a hand clap and you a hand clap. Amen. Church, over 200, and I don't know how many volunteers, 260 some people volunteer throughout the week in this church and the other locations. 260 some people are volunteering to pull off the ministry work of this church. We are well over 70% of our people serving in different ministry work. That is a huge number. Pastor Glenn, is it not? In a church to have that many people serve. Pastor Glenn's here. He's going to share the grace in, in a, a couple words in just a minute. But God, I just want to give God a hand, give you a hand. Let's, let's worship the Lord. Thank the Lord. Bless the Lord.